podcast time. This is Max Wrestling episode 337. This is your captain speaking, and this is Thursday. At my side is currently nobody. Uh, Mike has taken a week off uh, after the epic blockbuster of a promo battle last week. And El Jefe is, of course, on his way. We know Moses likes to be fashionably late. But, um... There's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about eventually during the show when uh, when Moses arrives. So before we do get into all that, I'm going to take you through a little segment I like to call Shit Mark Say. But first of all, if you haven't already, click that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, uh, go to Max Wrestling on YouTube right now. YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling right now. And then click subscribe. Also, big thank you to everybody on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us. I believe that's an orange button. So, it is time, once again, for Shit Mark's Say. It's still real to me, damn it! Now, there's a lot this week. Unsurprisingly, you know why? Because CM Punk showed up. So, uh, literally every one of the Shit Mark's Say quotes this week are about CM Punk. So, um, first one. <clears throat> this twat says... Who loved the CM Punk promo shoot more than this guy? No one. Don't piss into the wind, don't tug on Superman's cape, don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Vince McMahon. To which I couldn't help but reply with, Vince McMahon can't even remember the names of half his roster. Which is true. Um... This twat then replies with, maybe because the roster's so large due to all content WWE able to provide every single week. To which I replied, sure, that's why they bring back John Cena, Edge, Goldberg. Uh-huh. Just sh- shut up. Next one. So, uh, this twat says, CM Punk says he left the wrestling business in 2005, essentially disavowing all his achievements in WWE. What an ungrateful prick. Without his WWE run, no one, literally no one, would even know him. It was then accompanied by the following comments. Uh, He don't become who he is today without WWE, period. And another one. WWE made him the star he is. People like him and Jericho should be more thankful. I, I mean, he he was pretty well known in Ring of Honor. Uh, just because your brain isn't developed enough to enjoy wrestling outside of WWE's sports entertainment bubble doesn't mean nobody knew him. Just putting it out there. Um, and th- th- there's actually been um, a little bit of a, a rift in RWT this week uh, over the whole CM Punk stuff. Uh, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to get out of be tea in hot water. But uh, I know the, the regulars know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, don't worry, I'm not going to quote them either. I'm just saying. Um, there's a lot of shit Marks have been saying this week. So, can you if, if you don't like it, if, if you don't like it, don't watch it. I stopped watching WWE. I, I watch SummerSlam, but I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. And I'm so much happier for it. And yes, I'm still going to complain about SummerSlam during this show. 
because there's there is stuff to complain about but believe it or not there was some negativity about AEW which we'll also get into uh, and this is the thing shit marks say is about these people who are so dead against a certain company or any company that isn't WWE then you know if you don't want to watch anything besides WWE just focus on your little sports entertainment bubble and shut the fuck up and now, as we're joined by El Jefe Moses Marquez, let's get into CM Punk. I mean, not literally, but um, wow, that's mm-hmm. that's my initial reaction. I mean, his his AEW debut, return to pro wrestling slash, was absolutely euphoric. Oh yeah, um, that's that's an understatement. We 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 overuse this phrase, but if my walls weren't already white, they they would be now. Hey, that Stan Marsh meme. That's that's it. Yes. That was everybody. That that was made for last week. And that 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 just that scene. Uh, um, I mean, perfectly. it was the fir- honestly, it was the first time in a long time that there was a genuine buzz about somebody making an appearance. Oh it, yeah, it and just... it wasn't like I don't want to say it wasn't hated on, but there was a lot of like <laughs> WWE diehards that were like, you know what, this is actually good for wrestling, and it's like, yeah, well, where, where do you go? About time you jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, uh, and of course, at the same time, as you people heard on Shit Mark say, there was a lot of negative uh, WWE blowhards, but they, a shit ton of them, and I don't understand why. Like you guys are annoying. They will no literally fucking... shit on anything outside of the WWE. Uh, sounds like fucking Glenn. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't like this guy. Okay. I'm not a fan of this guy. He's way over the top. He'll make you like just overthink everything because he's like that big of a fucking uh, bootlicker, if you will. I like to fucking with the guy. I mean, and then one of the things that I think he was going bananas about was was about the punk thing. And it's like, dude, you're talking about the second ever episode of rampage okay it's randomly live for no fucking reason mainly just because of punk he shows up they do a 1.1 million rating okay that's like uh one of the top sports things on that friday and that included competing with smackdown that included competing with nfl preseason games you know um also included, but I believe it was a baseball at the, the same point. 18 to 49 was 600 and I think 97,000, 94,000, something like that. And that was within 40,000 viewers of fucking SmackDown's total viewership. So in one hour, this show blew SmackDown out of the fucking water. But because SmackDown averages two million, everybody's like, "Oh well, they didn't this and they didn't that," while holding their fucking nose up. And it's just like, dude, a guy that's been gone for seven years said we had to watch his terrible MMA career, Ugh. and he's back, and he's just completely like blew the roof off the joint. We're beyond excited to see him. I mean, granted, last night. I think he was, like, the biggest thing that happened on that episode of Dynamite. Yeah, he was, like, the only thing that happened on Dynamite last night. Yeah, Dynamite was very lackluster, which is fine. Yeah. Not every show is going to be a banger. It happens. And this is the thing. We're not riding Tony Khan's dick. We'll admit when it's meh. Exactly. 
And he understands that, and he knows that, and so he'll work on that. You know, we know that not every fucking show is going to be, you know, the greatest thing we've ever seen. We are building towards a pay per view. Yeah. So there is that. Next week's a go home show. Well, there you go. Gotta gotta love that. Um. You know what? Vince could literally serve his sheep a bowl of shit for breakfast, and they'd be like, "Thank you, Mister McMahon." Oh, Mr. McMahon, you 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 appreciate us. I know this is how you know you like the fans because of this bowl of ice cream here. <laughs> it's shit. Yeah, it's ice cream. Yeah, they 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 love anything that they're he's willing to produce and call it quote unquote gold. Yeah. And it's like, and if you're willing to follow this man, then you were not disappointed on uh, on SummerSlam. <laughs> when fucking they absolutely destroyed oh. Bianca Belair and the returning Becky Lynch went from being the ultimate returning baby face to a heel. Yeah, I got plenty to say about that too. But uh, a couple more things about Punk too. Let's also not forget they sold out that building in two days based on two nothing but notice. a rumor. That's right. Um, Just because, you know, he was rumored and rumored doesn't mean like yeah. I get it like. But they were the point of the matter is, is when was the last time fucking WWE rumored anything and sold out an entire building? Oh, nothing. They would have announced it a month in advance. And yeah, would have papered half the house. Yeah, but, but I mean, by by just anticipation alone, that crowd was unspeakable. That that Chicago roar when Cult of Personality starts playing is unequaled. And I've seen Triple H return to MSG. I've seen Dolph Ziggler cash in. I've Heard the glass break countless times for Stone Cold, but that was amazing. I think the best thing about the whole thing genuinely was CM Punk so happy and at peace after, I wouldn't say a miserable seven years, but he kind of been off the radar a little bit. And it was a really oh, yeah, rough yeah, breakup with WWE and a rough MMA career, like we said. Uh, but he's home now, and I'm, I'm not talking about Chicago. I'm talking about in a wrestling ring. Yeah. But... I have apps. Well, I do have kind of have an idea. I did have no idea how they were going to get through Punk and Darby because neither one can afford to lose. Punk uh, is a huge name that hasn't wrestled for seven years. Darby is a young rising star. If Punk wins, AEW will be accused of burying Darby. And if Darby wins, Punk loses his some credibility as a top star. The only solution for me. And I think I'd be okay with it as a time limit draw. I think it's one of you the very what? few it, times it, I'd be okay with a draw. So first off, let me just uh, let me just send out some well wishes and all that fun stuff to the stat man Robert Davis. Hope he's feeling better. Absolutely. Uh, TSK was not at its fullest last night as we were watching Dynamite. Uh, Rob's getting. Hopefully, he's getting better. Um, Harold, unfortunately, had a machine. Go sometimes, and um, but it was me and Teddy P, and you know you can't go wrong with me and Teddy P, the flatbread zombie, and we're watching uh, we're watching Dynamite, you know what I mean? And it's uh, fine, and we got in this lovely conversation of is he really burying anybody? And we and trust me, we we hashed it the fuck out. You you can lose to Punk. And, and not be buried. Yeah. This is the guy that used to go into WWE and put on decent shit with anybody. 
Okay, if if you if nobody remembers this, if nobody remembers the weird punk, the weird CM Punk days where he would have his fucking um, this was after his title run. This is kind of like when him and Daniel were like on and off teaming with each other, and he was wearing the fucking uh. The, the, the sweater with the fucking just like lazy hair. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm not doing nothing <laughs> to my hair today. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. But the point of the matter was, is I'm like, this CM Punk would go in and, and, and put on good matches with fucking losers. Ryback. You know what I mean? Guys like that. You can, lo- you can lose to Punk. It's fine. Um, Darby... I'm going to be calling him all in because of his fucking last name right now. It's something yeah. I'm stuck on. So Darby all in <laughs> is all about is, is his momentum is up there, but you got sting next to your fucking side. They had a badass theme and you just fucking Darby Allen, you know, the, you're over as a son of a bitch. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was him and Cody had a time limit draw for one of them, right? Yeah. I think that was, it was either the first match or the TNT title match. Yeah, I want to say that maybe that was like TNT title or something, but no. Eh, I think it was their first match, actually. Maybe you're right. So, I mean, I don't hate that idea, but I am also not opposed to to, to Punk just outright, outright winning. Again, all they need is like nine minutes of everybody be looking very impressive. And both men are going to go over, and nobody's going to feel bad for Darby. Yeah. Plus, of course, as Punk said himself, Darby's reckless. He could easily just make a mistake. Exactly. Go for a coffin drop, miss the mark, boom, GTS. That or, you know, laying right into a rear naked choke or something. God only knows what MMA nonsense he'll pull out. Oh, it would would be great if Punk won with an MMA hold. (laughs) It would be. I mean, I have. I've already seen the one picture of him and Aleister Black rolling in a month. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Right, it's good stuff. That's a dream match right there. Oh yeah. Which unfortunately we never got chance to see. Just not in an MMA cage. Yeah. Like pro wrestling, I'm all about it. But MMA, you just you learn how he kicks, and you just watch that. Yeah. Um, so the other uh, other two returns that we had this week were, of course, Becky and Brock. Now, um, I'm a big Becky Mark, but I hated it. It, it didn't feel yeah. organic at all. It felt forced. It felt like it was literally only happening because Punk debuted on Rampage the night before. I can get that villain. Um, if she'd have just turned up, that would have been great. To turn up and, you know, the result, again, like I said, I'm a backing mark. I got no issue with it coming back and winning the title. But to squash Bianca after a, the year she's had in uh, in 30 seconds is a fucking joke. They made the girl look an absolute joke after pushing her as a future of this division and having a main event her first fucking WrestleMania. They were like, nah, we don't give a shit. It did throw me off. It was just it just didn't make any real sense. I mean, we were uh, this was a, a TSK special. We were watching it. The boys were in, and it was just one of those things where it, we we saw Carmella come out and we're like, "This broad sucks." And then we heard Becky's music and we're like, "All right, um, cool." We think, and then all this happened, and I was like, "So what the fuck was the point of that?" Yeah, and. You can't really say they was they were stuck for time because apparently they 
planned on Sasha being there right up until the 11th hour. So they planned on having a match. And then you wasted all this time with the Carmella stare down and everything. And that's another thing. Carmella was there. You could have had made it a triple threat. Had Becky beat Carmella and then Bianca loses the title to Becky. Nobody gives a shit if Carmella loses. Done deal. Set up the rematch. But I just don't understand the logic in what they did. I I don't see the logic in what they did, so <laughs> was there any? <laughs> Knowing them, no. It was it was a matter of exactly uh, how you put it. Hey, that fucking punk guy who showed up, watch this, motherfucker. I, and they came out with Becky, which is great, but again, it would have been totally different if like Bianca won maybe give her like five, six minutes in a match. And it beat the yeah. shit out of Carmella, whatever the fuck. Carmella, I mean, uh, Carmella loses. She's walking to the back. All of a sudden, you know, Becky's music hits, and you want to have a good moment where Becky doesn't look like a complete dingus. You just have her go raise fucking Bianca's hand. You know how hard that is. It's not. It's not that hard. Yeah, just raise your hand, look at the belt, say, "I got next." Done. That's it. That's it. Oh, oh she could have just picked up. You want to be a heel? You kick her in the gut. She could have just picked up the mic and said, "If Sasha doesn't want to be here, I'll be here." Exactly, that's it. A couple of words. A couple of words. I but, mean, nope. apparently now she's going to be a heel. Um, I don't think that was a plan all along. I think they just shit themselves because everybody's kind of turning on Becky now because of their stupid booking. Uh, well, yeah, they booked themselves in a fucking corner. Now they don't have much of a goddamn choice. Yeah, I, I don't want to say Becky could have done something differently, but, I mean, she was kind of in a position to do something or, like, refuse to squash Bianca in 30 seconds because, you know, like, I, I think I had this conversation with Travis. The conversation could have gone, like, we need you to squash Bianca in 30 seconds. I'm not doing that. doesn't feel right. But Punk debuted last night. We need you. Well, catch 22. Mm-hmm. All because of Punk. Yeah. Oh, well, punk this, punk that. It's like, dude, the guy would have worked for you if you just would have stopped. If you fucking stopped and listened to the guy for two seconds, and Idiot. actually let him do stuff outside of work. Oh, it's your best friend's yeah. wedding. You got to come to work. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> oh, you're not Brock Lesnar. No, you get your ass to work. <laughs> uh, so Brock's return was a lot more welcome for me. Um. It Wasn't seems surprised. No, I mean I did. I didn't even think of Brock for some reason. Like he didn't even cross yeah. my mind. I was like, oh, here comes Uncle Dewey. Honestly, and I was I heard I, Brock, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was expecting Dwayne. Yeah, right, Uncle Dewey. Um, it seems to be a thing now. Where, like Roman wins a big match, and then as he's celebrating, somebody returns. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing after the Brock match, maybe they'll have two matches because we got fucking blood money whatever coming up, about six, seven. Uh, Part two, goddamn many. <laughs> plus extreme rules, uh, and I think there's a Hell in a Cell before Survivor Series too. Oh wow! Whatever, I'm sure they're gonna have yeah, probably a couple matches. Yeah, Which, again, I'm so curious how they're gonna do this because not only does Brock come out here looking like a goddamn onion with his fucking okay. ponytail, I got a Viking like, vibe. That, yeah, that thing was just like, uh, the fuck? <laughs> now, granted, I'm over here talking mad shit. And this dude got in some fucking shape, pal. He got into some fucking shape. Brock's always been a very big guy. 
Yeah. He's been a, probably just shy of a 300-pounder, if not a 300-pounder. Somebody told him, hey, dude, you should probably like lose like 40 pounds. And he lost 40 pounds, and this guy looks just fucking jacked. Yeah. Just fucking jacked. I don't know how when you're Brock Lesnar, how to make your chest wider and bigger, <laughs> but he fucking did it, okay? This fucking guy, I don't understand this. I, I don't. He's a, He is a genetic freak. He is just... He's huge. Like, that, what was the terminology I used to use all the time, like, fucking 12 years ago? Like, the guy's yoked, okay? Like, this dude looks like his action figure came to fucking life, okay? He's got this gigantic, huge back and chest and shoulder, and then kind of, like, slims down into this. Everything below me is also a muscle. Like, what the fuck? It's kind of cool, though. <laughs> I don't like the ponytail, but that's beside the point. Yeah, so if he gained 40 pounds, he uh, lost 40 pounds, sorry. He then gained a few more pounds in, in hair. In hair. He's like, he's like, who needs little hair? Check this ponytail out. And, of course, Paul Heyman sold it great, just on his knees, yelling, no, screaming, begging. Uh, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, Brock came home and called Paul Heyman in bed with Roman Reigns. Oh, shit. <laughs> you caught me. I'm going to put my pants in. Uh, and Brock was laughing about it, which is terrifying. Oh, yeah. See that giant motherfucker laughing? Run. You know somebody's going to die. Yeah, just run. Run for your life. Uh, it was weird this year because we had SummerSlam and then TakeOver. And usually it's like TakeOver, and then you go to the main roster, and it's like, okay, follow that. Good luck. Yeah. I think they got smart and realized that we put them in the book of things on Saturday. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, I really don't understand why there was bullshit chance for Kyle O'Reilly winning. Because I don't know either. I don't, I don't see the harm in it. I didn't. I mean, it was kind of obvious it was that. Well, some of us that Kyle O'Reilly was winning. Um, I didn't. Okay. As a guy, now again, my, my, my NXT viewings have slowed down, but. As a guy who was very in, entwined with all this stuff coming out, um, and now the rumors of Adam Cole on his way out, or or, or even possibly up to the main, Ugh, yeah. um, you know, what else fucking decision did you want? What other goddamn decision did you want? Do you want a double? Do you want a draw? Oh, both these guys that look mediocre, or or would you rather Kyle get the rub? From a guy who was just shy of being three-time NXT fucking champion, okay, and you know, take said momentum and run with it. Now, granted, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he'll never be as awesome as Adam Cole. That's not fucking O'Reilly's fault. It's goddamn fans' fault. But again, if the guy's gonna end up leaving to go to the main or to fucking end up going to AEW, which is what a lot of people are thinking he's going to do. Why in the hell would you have him win? Simple. Yeah. They're idiots. I, I mean, Not I, 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 I kind of get that the finish was a little underwhelming, you know, just uh, hang up to the rope, catch him in a heel hook, tap him out. Um, and he tapped out yeah. really quickly, too. But, yeah, it was not one of those, like, long, oh, we were in here forever, and he finally gave up. Yeah. I kind of get that, but at the same time, it was kind of clever. 
Cole thinks he's got him trapped, and then all of a sudden, got you stuck in a heel hook. Yeah, and the way he brought him down, like, ow! There goes <laughs> every ligament in my leg and fucking hip and knee and everything, and then bam, heel hook. Plus, you know, it, it wasn't just one match. They they already technically had two matches before that. Mm-hmm. This was that blow-off, quote-unquote, the, the best two out of three. Stop uh, complaining. Yeah, NXT fans have become very complainy. Because I think they're slowly realizing that Vince is taking over their product. Yeah. And so now they're like, well, if we complain about everything else, we might as well complain about this. <laughs> Which I don't hate the idea, but it's like, can we just try to enjoy what we can? Like, I actually enjoyed this pay-per-view. Uh, something about takeovers are normally very good. This one was no exception. Uh, I did enjoy the was it the uh, the the million dollar match. That one wasn't too too bad. I felt like a drag. I have no idea why the fuck these guys got like 15, 20 minutes. It made no fucking sense. Yeah, and then after um, all that, they freaking get rid of the million dollar title anyway. Yeah, why? What what was the, what was the fucking point of all that? What was the point? Let, let Cameron hold it for a while. Right? There's no harm in that. You know what I mean? And then the guy can re- said retire it again. It's not... It, it, that title's leg- been retired legitimately, more times than Ric Flair. There you go. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is like they can legitimately have an out in, in a way that people are like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And they're like, yeah, fuck that shit. Why? Yeah. Why is it that hard to just go with simplicity? I, I, he could have taken that title to the moon. Literally. Quite literally. But they don't... They're not down for the cause. No, and... Uh, I gotta be honest, the more I see of LA Knight, the more he annoys me. That's... That's what happens when you're trying <laughs> to be two of the best at the same fucking time and you realize that you can barely do one well. Like, I like... Uh, that's not true. That's not true. I want to like LA Knight. I really do. I really do. But again, I've always said it, and I'm sure it's on multiple fucking episodes. He is the rock and stone cold slammed together with a body that's not as good as John Cena. That's fucking L.A. Night for you. Congratulations. Um, If you're not noticing the stone cold vest, lucky you, because it looks atrocious on the poor fucker. Uh, He would be way better off trying to walk around like The Rock when he was all Mr. Hollywood, you know, the glasses and the whole... Like, stick to that look, pal. Like, this vest thing doesn't work out for you. Um, Even Kyle acknowledged it this week. See, the fucking... And then his his in-ring is not even all that memorable. He's just kind of there. I can't stand this fucking guy. (laughs) Who was it? Who's... um, I think it was Teddy P that was like, as I feel like I'm watching fucking Stone Cold, but like he's trying way too hard. And I was like, see, see, Teddy gets it. And then the TSK is like, oh, yeah, this guy. And then they told me he's like, how I feel. And he's just like, well, he's not wrong. And so when Teddy P agrees with you, you take it and run. And he really doesn't need to try to be the rock or Stone Cold either because obviously he got super over an impact just by being himself. Yeah, well, that's impact, and that's not here. You already know that whole argument's gonna fucking yeah. go. Yeah, nobody watched impact. Are you sure? <laughs> you know what, dude? From what I've 
from my time doing this show and and all the talking to to guys like you and Trav and Mike even and uh, even a little bit of like from Rob and, and Teddy P, dude, Impact used to actually be pretty all right. Yeah, it's it, it had a lot of downs because it felt like a bad version of Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry, Monday Night Nitro, but it also had a lot of good. And it's and it's having to weave through all the crap and get to the good is why people are like, man, this show sucks. Like, but, but apparently, it used to not really suck that bad. And honestly, if you think Impact sucks now, you're really not trying to go out of your way and watch wrestling. I go out of my way and watch Impact every now and again, and you know what? It's fucking leaps and bounds better than what, how it was like six, seven years ago when I first tried to give it a shot. I had to deal with fucking uh, the Daniel Bryan experiment on EY. And what was the other fucking big thing? Um, oh, yeah, Bobby Lashley having every motherfucking championship. Yeah. Like including what the the fucking grand championship or whatever the fuck yes. it was, that three round MMA feel wrestling. I was like, that was the dumbest belt ever made. And then you get the so bad the King of the Mountain Championship, which has gone through so many names. Oh yeah. Now, it's... granted, the thing uh, no was it the Legacy title? That Legacy title looks badass, but other than that, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it, it was Impact's Renter title. <laughs> I remember Booker T walking around with that thing forever. Oh, Booker T, too. Who the f- <laughs> fuck spiked his coffee? Him. No, Vince. Him. Vince. Vince is like, hey, you go, bud. You need a little, little pick me up. Yeah. It sounds like a Vince thing. <laughs> He's just such a company guy. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Forgetting, of course, that he was one of these people who left WWE and went to work for a rival company. Hey, what a concept. Yeah. Leave your leave your rival and go work for the same company, but actually different and enjoy your job. What a concept. Hell, maybe I should have put Booker T on the shit mark say this week. Oh, Lord, what the hell did he just say? Oh, he says some stupid shit about punk. What? Can we all just be happy? (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. There should be no shots at Punk. None. Zero. So, If if this guy wanted to go sign up for Bellator, take all the fucking shots you want. He wants to go sign up for the fucking, uh, was it a World Series of Fighting? Yeah. Fucking rip him a new one. I don't give a shit. This guy came back to help the sport of professional motherfucking wrestling. And and I'm going to say this, and Glenn is, is rubbing his hands. He's probably even grabbing the lotion, as I can see this. Whether people want to acknowledge this or not, CM Punk's return to professional wrestling is a benefit to WWE. Why? Because that WWE skinny nerd, blah, 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 he's popping up on television. And then that's what it is. Now you got the the diehards, the Glens of the world. Oh, well, punk this and punk that, vanilla midget, punk this, punk that, vanilla midget. And they're going to do that while we're like, thank God he finally gets to do what he really loves. Thank God he's broken away from the shell. Thank God I don't have to watch him try to do jujitsu. <laughs> but um, again, 
this is the real world, and we can't have nothing special because no. of these goddamn mocks. Basically, going back to Punk's uh, promo on Rampage, Booker T seems to think all he talked about was WWE. He he literally said the one guy, line about WWE. The guy just left that motherfucking company. They ruined his fucking life. They fired him on the on the day of his fucking wedding. Via goddamn telegram or fax. I swear to God, it was a telegram from the, from the envelope. But all of this stuff went down. And you guys are still bitter. Can I ask why in the world you would be bitter over this? Why in the world do we have to be bitter because, the, because this guy got away... And is making a name for himself. Was Booker bitching about Mark Henry and Paul White signing with AEW? No, I think he actually praised it. Like, look here, there, fucking um, goddamn brother, brother Booker or whatever the fuck you goddamn uh, it was GI bro. There you go, fucking GI bro. Look at here, pal. You need to knock your shit off, okay? Like, I don't, I don't understand this thing. Get it? You're a Hall of Famer. I have an opinion, but I don't give a fuck about your goddamn opinion, okay? Like, it's so irrelevant to me, it's not even funny. But go ahead. You go ahead and you bash somebody for returning to wrestling and making an impact, and let's just not tell everybody that you're constantly returning to your fucking itty-bitty low-town promotion and winning the tag titles with your fucking brother, idiot. Let's fucking make fun of Punk while I fucking ruin my own wrestling school by winning the tag titles because I'm an asshole. <laughs> what a fucking dingus. Uh, and then another one which was really shocking because he's usually such a really nice guy and so upbeat and energetic and positive was freaking our truth. Truth? Why? What the truth? Truth, truth went off. So somebody posted, a, I think it was a TikTok uh, thing. I'm I'm still new to TikTok. Um, basically, it was like di- all the diff- the why Punk left WWE in a number of sections. So part five was the video that Truth decided to comment on, and his comment is, "CM Punk, you lost to me and Miz because we were hotter than you. Sorry, and I never thought you were impressive at all. Just typical entitlement." Okay, like, so you gonna... don't think of those words coming out of uh, Truth's mouth. I think truth was that dumb, first off. But I mean, like I get it, bro. Like you're the fucking weirdo guy. You know, it's a fucking ladders match, and you're bringing in tables. You know, it's a it's hell in the cell, and you're bringing or not hell cell. What is that? Money in the bank? Oh no, elimination chamber, and you're bringing a ladder or whatever. Like I get it, dude. You're a fucking you're a comedy geek. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Don't say shit on fucking Instagram on, on on these goddamn social medias, okay? Like, go to dance, go dance, do some stupid shit, you know. Don't go commenting, okay? Over this, you know, the heat, quote unquote. The, you know, we were more quote unquote popular. I was like, I'm pretty sure the time when fucking Punk left, we were doing the whole little Jimmy. Yeah, that was not very over, okay? It was funny, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't over. I don't ever know when The Miz was over. And, and if he def- ever was... Brief period, I was and definitely I think it was... 
uh, late 2011 when they, uh, Miz and Truth were, quote, fired. And then they came back at Hell in a Cell or something. Phoenix yeah, will know this one. Well, he fucking better. <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically everybody's happy except the WWE crowd. And I couldn't even believe that I was agreeing with Nikki Bella this week when she was disgusted by what happened to Bianca, too. Well, yeah. Even when one of the most hated fucking wrestlers of all time said something, you know, with uh, a brain, you know, some thought, if you will, we want to back her. And even when it is fucking somebody like Nikki Bella, who, by the way, was completely banned from fucking going to SummerSlam thanks to Johnny Boy. He's like, missionary, I got your missionary. You stay your bitch ass at home. Oh, damn. Hmm. Uh, yeah, speaking of Cena, uh, I don't think he has a movie to make right now. I wonder if that's the last we're going to see of him for a while. It is. Um, I don't, fuck, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he was filming or if it's just because of all the premieres coming out. Yeah, because he's literally just done Suicide Squad and Fast 9 pretty much the same time. Both of those are coming out. I could have, I I swore he's working on a third project. I swore he is. Um, I'm probably wrong on that, though. But, I mean, uh, I I figured his stay wasn't going to last very long. I figured he was going to do a couple runs. You know, he'll show up on a Raw, on a SmackDown, on a Raw, on a SmackDown, and then, you know, do some house shows and then go poof into the sunset, especially after losing to Roman. And that's exactly what he's doing. It's fine. I have no ill will towards it. Uh, I will admit that I'm going to miss John. It was already, you know, it's one of the bittersweet moments. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I wasn't, like, over the top excited that this guy's back. And I kind of was. I'm not even going to lie. I'll be honest for a minute. When you bring nostalgia, nostalgia, or what does Harold always say? Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. So, you know, nostalgia kicks in, in, in a certain way. I was excited for that part for the nostalgia reasons, you know, seeing as awesome at the same time. But then I see their match and I'm like, okay, you can go away. That was, uh, like, you guys got to stop working this style from the fucking eighties. Okay. You got to stop. Not everybody can be Hogan and Andre. Not everybody can be Hogan and warrior. Okay. Just because you want to act like that era and you want to go real slow and chin lock and rest hold and chin lock and rest hold and I was asleep. That was, I had some people, I had some WWE marks screaming their head off four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. I said, if that's four and a half, if that's four and a half, then this fucking uh, Dragon Off versus Walter match was a seven. And they like, I had one dude like, well, that's outrageous. And I'm like, well then you're fucking an idiot. There's no way that that goddamn match was anywhere near that good. It was three and a half at best. The best match of the entire weekend was Dragonoff versus Walter. I still gave it five and a quarter. And everybody's like, really, you're going to go over five? Yes, I'm going to go over five. Because their last match was a five, and you could not pry me any different. This one was better. Mm-hmm. wasn't as brutal until it needed to be. And then you had the loving factor, the shock factor, if you will. Of dragging off going over. Yeah, which again, makes me that think was, what the fuck's up with Walter. That was a quick tap out too. 
Well, it also made sense, you know. Um, I think what it is is if you watch a lot of Walter matches, nobody has the strength to get him in with a submission, let alone to crank on it. So when that finally happened, oh yeah, he, I was, he's like, ah, fuck this shit. <laughs> so I mean, it worked. I mean, he had to beat the fuck out of him. Okay, he, you literally had to beat a monster. Um, it went over 20 minutes and every minute of it was perfect. I would not change a damn thing about this match. Not a one. Um, I kept saying that, you know, maybe Walter losing was a bad idea. Uh, but at the same time, if you're not going to do the ultimate blow off that we're thinking, which is either Walter and, uh, Harry Smith, then I don't care. You know what I mean? Give it the dragon up. The guy's a worker. Guy works his ass off. So I'm, I'm curious to see who he defends it against and how good those matches will be. But don't go complaining. This is good shit. Yeah. Uh, as far as Cena goes, he's got two movies in post-production. So he's not filming anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's already shot the Peacemaker series, which is coming out next year. So apparently he's not working on anything right now. Rest time, eh? Okay. Yeah, rest time. Uh, wow. What about Wipeout? Good is that, for him. Is that, like, still going? What's that? Wipeout. Oh, fuck. Is that still going? That's a good question. I think it, I think it is, but I have not seen it. There we go. It finished in June. Never mind. So, yeah, seen seen as on rest time. Man, yeah. the guy deserves it. Yeah. He is old as shit, too. Uh, finally, I only had one complaint about TakeOver, and I said last week exactly what it was going to be. That's... Raquel and Dakota? Yeah. Why? Uh, because... <laughs> like, no, um... It's not even the first time. How many times are they going to fuck over Dakota? Oh, a million, a million plus, dude. Come on, let's let's be real, and let's just let's. Now, granted, I figured I was the guy that was like Dakota's gonna win. This is her time. Raquel will go up to the top. Blah 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 blah. No, they have plans for Raquel to run through people in that division. Whom I don't fucking know. Uh, my guess is probably like Frankie Monet or whatever the fuck, and then. I really don't know after that point. I really don't. Um, but, yeah, Dakota lost. Again, not that surprising. Something tells me she's going to the main. Yeah. Um, first of all, we got to get, get through her and uh, Kaylee Ray, which was a nice surprise. Yeah, that was um, interesting, to say the least, when I seen uh, Kaylee Ray come out. But I kept... I. I believe that this was the plan from like the jump is she was supposed to be coming over anyway. So, I mean, good for her. Let's see how that goes. Uh, th- th- that's my question though. Is this an immediate title change or does Kylie Ray uh, lose to giant back Raquel Gonzalez? I guess if it is an immediate title change, it would make sense for keeping a title on Raquel and not having Dakota be a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, she already was once. Yeah, exactly, with the tag team titles, which was just ass. Yeah, so, we don't uh, talk about that, apparently. 
yeah, I guess it, it makes sense that we have the previously forever champion being the one to dethrone Raquel. But I mean, champion, I like that. How long did we expect somebody to beat Io and she just kept winning? Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, Io was great. It's, it's, it's a recurring theme with NXT. They have one dominant woman for like a year and then they move on to the next one. Yeah, they don't know how to build, like, in the background. Yeah, and unfortunately... One of their biggest flaws. Dakota's been a victim to all of them. Yeah, they don't... They don't like that little girl or something. I don't know what the deal is with her. Like, she's very good. I don't have an issue with Dakota. Um, I, I, I just love to make fun of her every now and again you know, for being the tap captain of Team Kick. She don't kick a lot. <laughs> but, uh... It's fine, you know, whatever. It's your gimmick. I'm not going to bitch at you. She don't kick a lot. She gets kicked. There you go. She gets kicked by management. All the time. Kicked around like a can. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling. Podcast now. We're going to take it to the Max. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up everybody, this is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey yo, what up, it's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. Welcome back. Uh, congratulations to Travis Walker Anderson on regaining the Max Wrestling Promo Championship last week at Promo Slam, which was huge, by the way. Numbers were great. Loved it. Huge. Uh, everybody had a great time. Great show. It was our third longest episode ever. Mm-hmm. And the top two were both Promo Manias. So. <laughs> there you uh, go. Came... No, it was, um, it was definitely, definitely... Um, everything I expected and more. Uh, Trav does know how to bring the best out in a lot of people, me included. Uh, don't want to go ahead. I'm not going to be that guy. Trust me, I could totally be that guy and be like, it's the hard pill to swallow and I can't believe I lost. No, the fact of the matter is, is, is when you understand the competition that you go against in these promos of ours, you got to understand that you're going to get caught on any day. This is like what... Uh, the terminology I used to use back in my MMA days is is you could be the greatest jiu-jitsu practitioner in the world. You could be the greatest wrestler in the world. Nobody's going to touch you on that mat. But every day, there's a chance you're going to get caught with a shot and get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And now, granted, I'm not going to say I got knocked out. I'm going to say this one went to the decision. And this was one of those long 12-round fights boxing reference right after I used MMA. Gotta love it. 12 round fight. We went the distance and 2%. Yeah. From 91 to 
that's how close this was. You had a guy. Now, granted, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna pull the curtain back. So let me let me let me paint your picture about the former champ right now. Okay. So as a guy who knew about this whole tournament thing or knew about knew I had a promo coming up, the whole whatever, I decided to go on vacation. I decided to take off and go on vacation. You know, hung out in the lovely Palm Desert because for some reason that's what people do in San Diego. When you live near the beach, you just go to the desert as a vacation. It makes no sense to me, but it is what it is. So I go out there and join myself. And the reality is, is I have to come back into town to do something work related and then decided I'm going to spend every waking hour doing my promo because, hey, guess what? It's due tomorrow. Um, I get it put together. I piece it together. Truth be told, I did not think it was very good. Um, after watching it back multiple times, I see what everybody rant and raved about. But that is nothing. Now, again, looking back at this, at the what's the terminology? Looking at it from a wide perspective, my efforts may that may have been great. You know, they may have been uh, punk worthy, if you will, as the, the Trads told me. But they compare in no way to all that what Trav had to go through just to get a promo in. Yeah, his creativity wasn't, you know, camera cuts and background music and subtitles and all that shit. His creativity came from his room with his fucking with King Wakala. That's right, I'm going to call him that. <laughs> the King Wakala fucking whole setup. All while they're battling fucking natural disasters in goddamn North Carolina. As a guy living in California, earthquakes are honestly, they don't come often, but when they do, you're not surprised. You know how to act. You, they're about everyday life. You, you handle it, and then you move on. You move on accordingly. I've never heard of a motherfucking earthquake in North Carolina, so neither did he. It scared the fuck out of him. And then on top of that, on top of that, something we don't get out here in Cali, and thank you the Lord for that one, is fucking hurricanes. And a damn hurricane fucking blew through around his town, thank God. Thank goodness. Everybody's safe. But the fact of the matter is, is this guy stressing over the everyday life that it is to be a dad and a husband. Then on top of that, he's got to worry about the safety and health of his fucking family due to the natural disasters going on around him. And then decides, I've got to pull out the stops and beat this Moses fucker. And it's fine. And it's fine. Again, I could be bitter. I could be like, this was a rigged gimmick. This was a... No, the better man won. The better man won. We both went out there. We put it all on the line. Yeah, he knew what I was going to do. I talked to the guy. He's my brother. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? If you think that line was hilarious, I trust me, I took out a whole like video, like uh, like... 40-second video of me crapping all over the King Walker name. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be the crapping guy where he's going and shit all over everybody. It happens. Though. But the point of the matter was is I enjoyed that belt, that bout like nobody's business. It was it was beyond awesome. Um, I can't wait to do it again. 
I absolutely loved everything you and you, Amir, Nicola did. It's just like you got. It's like I see where me and Trav go, and then you guys are like, watch me do this, and then you just step over us, which is fine, totally fine. Don't have an issue with it. It's the competition is the point. The fact that everybody's coming out and they're bringing the best out in each other. That's what matters to me. Now I can say my piece about about Cypher and, and Mike and, and I can say that, you know, they both put in hard work and they both did what uh was expected of them. And I I could leave it at that. I could go way more, but I'll just I will just say this. Don't get mad at how people feel if you feel the same way about people. Okay, let's just leave it at that. If it's not if it, if you don't get that, it ain't meant to be understood, as my man Teddy said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I mean, you... I'm 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 excited for what is it? What we got up next? A bowl, promo bowl? bowl, but uh, bowl. All week, uh, you and Travis were compared to the Rock and Austin of Max, and there's a reason you're both the first two-time promo champions, the only like two-time said, champions. Like OPs. I said, when, when when I when I got that comparison, it it, it I could take it salty. I could again, I could be upset. I could, I really, I could be that guy. But what's the point? The the better man won. And the fact is, is this guy brought it out of me. Yes, I, I, and I will gladly take that moniker and run with it. We are the Rock and the Austin of this whole thing. He is the Austin to my Rock, okay? I may not be as over as a son of a bitch, but when I'm talking, you got to listen. But when that fucking glass breaks or those pyros go off, everybody's glued to the screen when Travis hits. So, again, this is just it's, – it's all good. It's never going to be bad. Fucking Emir comes in when he wants to. He's like, uh, who's God? Who the hell did we call him? He's like Super Cena. He comes in, <laughs> puts on gold, leaves. I'm gonna go make a movie. You know, Nicola is just the, when the demoness hits your screen. You could whether you're a fan of the dark stuff, whether you're not a fan of the dark stuff. You you can't help but be intrigued by what she has to say. It's just it's. It, it's uh, as they say, it grabs you by the huevos, as they say in Spanish. I can't. I would say the Spanish translation, but to be to be proper, it grabs you by the balls. Yeah. When she goes on, every time I see the captain in any form, whether it be the shape, whether it be the gesture, whether it just be uh, fucking Andy from Sky, <laughs> it's it is fucking it's fucking great. It's fucking great. And that's all. That's all it is. And it's not. And, and, and none of this is over the top. Nobody's overthinking. Nobody's staying up late at night, except for me, doing all this stuff. That's just because I like to edit and get it all done. I'm not a guy to wait till the next day because my brain will not work well the next day. But the point is, is like all these guys. And I'm not. And look, dude. There's a there's a fucking long list of people. There's a long list of competitors that are gonna be in this bowl that need to hear this. What I want you guys to do. And I mean this. I really, really, truly mean this. If you want to improve on your promo game in this league, do your homework. Go back. Watch some old matches. Go back. See how guys did stuff. And see how you can top it. That's all I'm telling you guys. Well, before the promo bowl starts, start doing your homework. Go back 
check out how these guys do it. Check out how some of these guys are winning. Try to take advantage. And worst case scenario, call me for editing. Yeah, especially seeing as we also have two spaces still available. We're going to announce some of the matches today, but we still have two spots available to, to fill in the tournament. There you go. Promo bowl, baby. Uh, but first of all, let's uh, plug what the promo bowl is all for. On November 18th, we present our next rest, uh, Max Wrestling Special event, which is Promo Series 6 Justice Day. It's the third anniversary of the promo championship. It's also usually the home of the winner stays on gauntlet for the knowledge championship however this year it, uh, we're we're swapping it out because it's finally going to be the debut of the ring of games which we couldn't do at promo slam because only chad and fucking phoenix entered the damn thing so <laughs> well they are like knowledge kings if you yeah will. absolutely also chad the uh, new world champion um so trivia people Step the fuck up, because four people will face off in a series of challenges to determine the challenger for the Knowledge Championship, which is now held by the new and first ever four-time champion, Phoenix. Again, like I said, I said it maybe six, seven minutes ago, competition in this league is brewed on a daily. Okay, you have the randomly i'm gonna sneak in there and not steal i'm not i don't mean this negative don't mean it negatively don't come at me chad with some goddamn you know contract or you know you have a subpoena or nothing don't you dare sue me but the point is is you snuck your way in there and due to your knowledge chops you are the new world champion the phoenix the man the myth the legend if you will the guy that is willing to go above and beyond and turn into a goddamn whatever the fuck in the middle of his promo just to get his point across the guy is also a fucking knowledge phenom okay i'm not asking this guy undertaker what i'm not asking either one of these guys undertake questions <laughs> and they're willing to get the weird shit wrong the right too which just should blow your fucking mind so congratulations to the phoenix as well i did not expect to lose two titles in a day but again when the competition is as hot as it is you can't get mad at the outcome you learn from it, you move on from it. And for those out there afraid to do this, afraid to get into the knowledge realm or even the promo game, I remember a guy about two years ago who swore up and down he was going to be the greatest thing since knowledge was invented. And he went on a show and got his ass kicked by Mike Larkin. Got his ass kicked in every other way possible. Took a year plus to win the knowledge belt. But he kept, he kept showing up. And that same guy, for a year plus, would go around telling everybody he's not a promo. And he was the first two-time promo champion. The only way to improve in this league, especially if you're the outside looking in, is get your ass in here and fucking try it out. We do not make fun of failures. Hell, we preach failure. Because when you fail, we're going to set you up for the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then when you start fucking winning, we're all fucked. So get your asses in here. We got two spots left for Promo Bowl. Get the fuck in here. Get where the competition's at. Even if you're a first round, you're in, you're out. It doesn't matter. Get your chops going. Get your promo game up here. Knowledge, stop being afraid of Phoenix. I beat his ass. 
I'll beat Chad. I'll beat them all. But the point is, is you got to gain it. You got to be in it to win it, baby. It's like the lottery. All right. You want these belts? You got to be in this. And there's spots here. Come hit Max. Come, let's go do this. Don't be, don't be shy. Don't be shy. We treat champions with respect. And challengers. That too. <laughs> that too. This is true. This is a respectable environment around here. You can't, and not to mention, you can't be as bad as Amir, okay? Oh. Let's just say that. That's my boy. But but if you're you're afraid of the knowledge game, you're afraid of going Owen, if you will, my man Amir's got your back. Yeah, Amir's officially retired from trivia. But hey, the fact of the matter is the guy who is the furthest from a trivia guy competed on multiple times. Yeah. He he had the misfortune of going up against Mike several times, though. <laughs> Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> it was like the undisputed king of knowledge. I was gonna say, I was like, we can't always, you know, get the we we don't always get that nice hand that we're dealt. You know what I mean? Um, so also at promo series, uh, the current world champion is Chad Malcolm in his first reign. He's currently set to defend against Moses. However, first of all, he's got to go through Daniel Crimmins in a trivia battle mm-hmm. next week on promo bowl opening day. And speaking of the promo bowl, like we said, the three winners will go on to challenge the promo champion in a fatal four-way. The promo championship is pretty split at promo series two. We've had a new champ retain new champ. So history is pretty balanced as far as the promo title goes at promo series. Uh, Again, it all goes down November 18th. And of course, the Ring of Games kicks us off on November 16th on the promo series pre-launch show. And now for the promo bowl. Uh, like I said, we have two spots available. They're going to be at the end of the brackets. So uh, we were going to do like a live draw, but because we don't have the full list of participants yet, we're just going to announce the first four matches for you right now, uh, which will take place next week and the following week. And then we'll fill you in as we get closer to the other matches in the brackets. So the first match is easy because it was requested that these two face each other. So I didn't have to draw this one. It was uh, it was set up. The first match, which will kick off the promo bowl next week, is Bold Prediction Rivals, Chad Malcolm and Ryan Sutcliffe. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Ryan Squared versus former Bold Prediction, former co-hosts. Um, and, of course, they just imploded during the Thursday Night Wars. Uh, Understood. Now I'm gonna say this: as much as I'm a fan of Chad, Ryan impressed the. Hell oh, you were singing his praises all through the tournament. I'm still singing his praises. This is a guy that you all need to look out for. He is not about the bullshit. Everybody go like, uh, who was the guys? Uh, Amir brags about about CD. I'm still not gonna use your motherfucking name. Brags about CD, like he's the next thing since sliced bread. Check this out. My man is sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? He's ready to go in the pack, ready to get some PB&J put on him. Ryan Sutcliffe is the real deal. Watch that ass. Yeah. Watch that ass. I'm not going to be surprised if he's one of the finals. Well. Not in the least. uh, The winner of that match will go on to the semifinals on October 21st. To face the winner of the second first round match, uh, which will take place in two weeks, which is a little bit of a shocker for people. Daniel Crimmins returning to promo competition against another person returning to promo competition, that being the Kingpin. 
Oh, pull your pad and paper up for this one. The notes are going to be flying. You got DC coming back. I'm no bag on DC. DC and I, mutual respect, lots of it on top of that. DC is a guy that he may not have the best promo record. He may have just simply the, the worst promo record in the history of the promo order. But the point is, no matter what, he doesn't quit. He comes at you different ways. As a guy who used to come at people the same exact way all the time, I know what it means to go different. DC is a different cat. And then you have to deal with just the ultimate one of the one of the promo icons, if you will, enemy or Black Band Costello, Mr. R.T. Rassler. You know, where his son, to this day, to this day, the only person with King Mo merch. <laughs> I heard he tried to sell on an eBay. He found out he was going to get about twenty five k. Figured he'd, he'd he'd sit on it for a little longer. He's yeah. a smart man. Way to way to way to hang on to your investments, there, child. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you say one of the worst promo records. Um, Travis has had the most promo matches out of anybody ever, and he's got eighteen mm-hmm. wins. Um, Daniel Grimmins has only lost one match more than Travis. Who is a current a promo veteran, champion? Though. He's a veteran. That's where DC gets tricky because he's been in the game for a minute. Yeah. He's seen a lot of guys. Okay, he's seen a lot of different opponents, a lot of different opponents, which makes him well-rounded. Yes. Makes him under uh, was it uh, under underutilized under. Uh, he's underestimated. That's the terminology I wanted to use. He's an under underestimated opponent. Everybody always walks in, sees DC on the list, says that's an easy dub. DC is no easy dub, and that include that it, that includes the fact that he's going to be going at Emir. And regardless of how much Emir is praised, I've said it I, maybe just 15 minutes ago. Anybody can get caught. Anybody can lose on any given day. Yeah, you could be the you could be the king of the mountain, if you will, and some guy named Trav can come in and shake your tree, and you're walking around the new nine percent. Don't underestimate your opponents. Uh, DC is second only to me on exhibitions. Uh, I've had five. He's had four. Again, well. Rounded, well established, many and many abouts under his belt. Uh, this is also a rematch. They met in the first King of the Mike in twenty nineteen. I uh, gotta love that tournament. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so those are your first two matches in the twenty twenty one promo bowl. Chad versus Ryan next week. And the following week, Daniel Crimmins versus the Kingpin. Hopefully, we can announce the rest of the matches maybe next week once we confirm those final two participants. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, the final match in the first round is second chance, which means both of those spots will be filled by people that have been previously eliminated that you get to vote back in. That's the beauty of the promo bowl. Gotta love it. The ability to bring somebody back that may or may not have gone out the way they wanted. Yeah. Uh, 
which, well, yeah. one of them went to you last year because, of course, you had two spots mm-hmm. from the King of the Mike. Um, but Travis does isn't in the Bruma Bowl because he won the title. So, of course, there'll be two second-chance spots this year. Speaking of Trav, I cannot wait. Cannot wait for the for the mini melter ratings oh boy. <laughs> of all these promo bouts. You know, I, I mean, I gotta say, like, I, I love the guy to death. He is he is very much he hates his own work. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna tell you all that now. It's probably gonna get mad at me for it. I really don't give a shit. The guy hates his own work. I think, and that's why we only got a Florida. I, I mean, that's fine. I. I'm not mad at him for it, you know. You can critique <laughs> yourself all you want, but the fact is, is because he's he's not a fan of his own work. He gave us four and a half. Per- personally, I say we deserve more. But again, when you're the, where you're the champ, the king, and this is your rating system, and and you don't like your own speech impediment, you're gonna talk yourself, which is fine. But I'm excited to see these ratings. I, he's. Um, Every rating was probably perfect from uh, from Promo Slam, so this is this is it's something I enjoy watching after these bouts. It's like, all right, cool, I'll get these motherfucking ratings, boy. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. I'm ex- I'm I am excited. Yeah. Um. So we can't announce the rest of the matches yet, but we can announce some of the people that will be involved in the tournament that we uh still have to pick matches for. Uh, the Phoenix is entered, of course. Because he mm-hmm. literally just needs to win two tournaments to become a Grand Slam champion. Um, well, it's going to be free next year when the Promo League returns. But Phoenix just has tournaments. He's got all championships covered. Um, the Demoness will be making her presence known in the Promo Bowl. Uh, best of luck to anybody who was, who was up against her. Uh, and we got the two Chris's back. Uh, Chris Maldonado, always good for a tournament. And still Mr. Iron Bank, Chris Durham. CD sitting on that briefcase, boy. It's collecting dust. It's collecting dust. Now's your opportunity. You got a good. You have a good promo champion to go up against. A guy who will really put you to the limit. You got a great knowledge champion. Somebody who I know will take you past your limit. That's why you're hanging on to this thing. You're scared. You're scared of me as a promo. You're scared as Trav as a promo. You can't handle the Phoenix. So you sit on that thing for as long as you need to. You don't have to cash it eventually. And in due time, when you do, player, when you do, my only piece of advice to you, if you want to walk away a winner, take the shit off your face. I'm going to leave it there. All right, then. Um, I think we covered everything uh wrestling wise this week uh nxt was okay there yeah the big hell i think even dynamite was just there this week yeah i think there was just such a big buzz over the weekend nobody could be bothered writing anything i can't i can't say i blame them and then on top of that you know they're probably holding a bunch of stuff off for next week the go home showed all out or all in so yeah, uh, plus, that's going to be great. That's going to be a fun, fun predicting to see how that one goes. Yeah, I'm punk with a little tease about uh, Brian Danielson. We know he's on the way. I think it's September 22nd is when they're supposed to be in New York. So he's coming when it, you already know punk. If he's willing to drop that hint, he's more than on the way now. 
Yeah, Punk knows what's up. Yeah, Punk's also <laughs> not that guy to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> I'm sure TK don't mind. No. Bro, can you stop telling all the secrets? No. Ah, fuck it, you're punk. This is the thing. They're not, they're not like, spoiling anything. They're just hinting, you know. They're, they're letting Easy. you know that they, they get it. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. They're letting you know that they get it. Something we haven't heard from that other company and God, I don't think ever. No, you don't need to pre-announce literally motherfucking everything. No. Surprises are great in pro wrestling. Unless, of course, you're squashing your, your top baby face, but, you know. Um, stupid another stupid thing he's now I think officially just on the main roster carrying cross what the fuck was that on Monday Mad Max bro they they, they called and they want their fucking costume back Um, what in the fuck I, I, I couldn't tell if he was like looking for Charlotte or Scar- no, Scarlet, and he was like, "Oh, you know, fucking whatever, dude." Like, I thought we were gonna go back to the room, and then walks out the wrong curtain. Oh shit! But no, apparently that's his fucking gear. Yeah, I don't know why. It it just it is it is bad. Stole very uh, bad. Stole Lando Calrissian's helmet from Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. What the but fuck goes that, through Vince's head? It is it is that Spartan looking bottom like he's fucking Achilles from Troy. Like get the fuck out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of here. And I don't I really do fear that they've damaged Cross beyond repair because now like even the NXT crowd are chanting Hardy and we want Scarlet. He he has he so is... much hype a few months ago. He really did. You had a lot of hardcore guys like in uh, really liking the idea of him hanging around, and then it just he got so he got Romanized. I I don't know if that's a terminology it worth using, but I'm going to use it. He got Romanized. He got you know made into this big unbeatable monster thingamajig, and then it was he he was a giant monster and oh he's gonna be champ and then hey guess what he's champ hey that's awesome yeah everybody cheer then he's hurt oh that sucks okay well when he comes back maybe we'll like him again yeah he came back yeah he's killing folks he's killing folks right after he left and they started building new people because they had no fucking choice and then they had to turn around and give it right back to him and then it was like why why do you do this to us why do you willing why are you willing to go out of your way to build more title feuds, to build feuds, build people that would be working well in said title picture, but then decide, nah, this big guy's back. And then you have to push him to the moon. Mm. We know you have to push him to the moon. We can smell the desperation. And that's why we don't like that. I, that is it right there. I kind of get why they went back to him because obviously he was injured and you know his time as NXT champion was wasted. And I understand that. Rebuild him back up. Yeah, it didn't have to it have doesn't... him squash every top contender in one match. Exactly. You could have had him do a bunch of regular squashes. Like, I don't mind the squash. I don't. If it's to an enhancement talent, cool. You know, uh, every now and again, like a mid-carter, okay. But don't go in there squashing Kyle. Don't go in there squashing, you know, what was it? you beat the fuck out of Finn. You know, like You beat everybody and they mama. And you wondered why we were like, 
okay, dude, can you just like fuck right off? It's big because we already knew what was coming. We already knew you're going to be legitimately shot to the moon. There's no way of stopping you. There's no alternate route to the moon. It is a straight shot. And we could tell from the bat and it just was not going to end well. Not going to end. No. And now look at him. Now you take away Scarlet, which makes absolutely no sense. Unless, you know, there is something we don't know about. Uh, keeping I'm her hearing they want to make her wrestle. Well, we heard they didn't want her on the main roster because she has uh, dirty laundry with she some of the main beef. roster. <laughs> Everybody got beef. It's the fucking wrestling business. Everybody's always got beef. Yeah, whatever you do. Don't Google Sony. Hey, you're telling me. Unless you want to, you know, pay for some OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, of course she was one of the first people to complain when they uh, made the controversial decision to stop explicit content. And then they reversed it, so she's not bitching no more. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it made no sense. It's like KFC, we're not doing chicken anymore. What? But your KFC. <laughs> It's like you guys just made your name on this whole thing and now you're just willing to stop. Yeah. I think they just realized that like 80% of their fucking empl like employees were getting ready to jam to some other website and they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. You think maybe they've been in talks with Vince? Oh, yeah, they got a little <laughs> fucking insider tips. Uh. Hey, so Vince, what do you know about this Only Ferns? What? The Only Ferns. Oh, okay. Well, I told Selena that she can't do that. Well, she's right here. God damn it. Um, okay, before we go anywhere, I'm going to make a bold prediction in honor of Chad versus uh, Ryan next week. We talked about Brock coming back and basically staring down Roman. Uh, but then after the show went off the air, he decided to, uh, well, didn't decide. It was obviously planned to take Cena back to Suplex City and then hit an F5. I wouldn't be surprised if we have Brock and Cena at Crown Jewel and then he starts a little feud with Roman until Survivor Series. Hey, that's a, that's a hell of a prediction that doesn't surprise me. Um, Saudi Arabia thing is coming up. Yeah, unfortunately. Fuck it. You know what, dude? If you bring Cena back for this goddamn thing, I'll watch it. Maybe just the main event, but I'll watch it. Yeah, I might watch the highlights. There you go. Now I like your style. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so next week we have all out predictions. Uh, all in. All in, all out, all about. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Uh, grab some free ice cream on, the, on me on the way out. This is the Max Rossing Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Rossing on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Rossing UK on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also go check us out at maxrossing.net. Follow us on social media at the Captain 512 Mike isn't here this week, of course, but he, he is at MCL92 and at SMRPodNet. You can find Moses. Also, I almost forgot to mention... You can check out uh, the return of Beyond the Max this coming week as Mike talks to Mr. Ironbank and last one of last year's Promo Bowl winners and standouts, Mr. Chris Durham. Uh, that'll be available over the weekend. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember, 
Twitch makes Vince is dick itch. Everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker. And everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock. Including Moses Marquez. Fucking ain't right. So, um, absolutely go check out that Beyond the Max. I swear I got to do one of these things with Trav one day. You know, you just fucking, you just conquered the world, pal. How do you feel? Like, I, maybe I will. I'll be in contact with that one. But um, for those who are, who are anticipating and scratching and clawing at the bit, September the 6th, we come back hard, regular Raw Nitro to start it out. I'm going to, I'm saying this now, I'm saying this now, write it down, put it on your motherfucking calendars, whatever you want to do. Two pay-per-view reviews are dropping before the 6th. I will not say when. You have to be make sure that you're subscribed to catch these. Two pay-per-views. They are dropping. I'm not even going to say which ones. Two pay-per-view reviews are dropping before September the 6th, you need to get in there and you need to get listen to those before we get back on our train of Raw and Nitro. For Bolt Rank fans, it is crazy right now. I have a review of the second preseason game up. Should be up uh, at the end of today, if not later this afternoon, depending on how well I can do uh, editing from my laptop. And so it'll drop, worst case scenario, at the end of today. The, so again, 49ers review. Uh, I have a projected 53-man roster after the second string of cuts comes Friday. Saturday, we play the Seahawks. Sunday morning, you get a review. And possibly Monday, possibly, it's, 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 I, I want people to be prepared. Have, uh, worst case scenario, this just doesn't happen. But possibly Monday, I don't know if it's a new show. I don't know if it's just going to be a weekly thing. We're talking fantasy football. If you're in a league, if you're getting ready to draft, if you just need some help, if you're a noob looking for some assistance, me and my special guest are going to have all of the insight possible to help you win your league, okay? Whether you're paying $25 in a school league or you're one of them crazy bastards that pays 500 bucks and, you, and the loser gets a tattoo. Whatever it is, let us help you win your next league so again september the 6th raw nitro coming back hard random retros dropping over the weekend lots of bolt rent coming this weekend and some fantasy football stuff we're going bananas going bananas i got told i had to go back to work so we're kicking ass around here bananas so um, join us. Oh, and Mike, who you been talking to? Well, here's a skiddly on the diddly. I've been talking to Chris Durham. Check it out over the weekend. Skiddly and the diddly. Like <laughs> join us. Next week, motherfucker. For the opening day of the 2021 Promo Bowl, we now know it'll be kicked off by Chad Malcolm versus Ryan Sutcliffe. Plus, Chad will also be defending the World Championship against Daniel Crimmins in trivia competition. This was episode 337. We will catch your ass down the open road. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye. And good night. Stop being scared. Get your ass in the Pomo Bowl. And the Ring of Games. That too.